I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Have you ever found yourself in a hurry-up-and-wait season? You know, one of those seasons where you felt God nudging you to move forward, You finally were obedient and took the first step. And then it seemed that everything started to go really, really slowly. A hurry up and wait season. When you had a vision of how things were going to unfold, certainly much faster than you are currently experiencing. What do we do in those seasons? When we're in a situation, a circumstance that if we're honest, we'd rather not be in. Yet God is calling us to wait. Well, my guest this week on Publishing Secrets, Kirsten Maiden says that the best path that we can take is to take it day by day. As a matter of fact, that's what she had to do in her journey to publishing her first book. You see, God had been tugging at her heart for quite a while and she said yes. And then that hurry up and wait season kicked in. But God is faithful. And when I think about my conversation with Kirsten, there's so many great nuggets about how we can navigate this journey with God and what our part is in the process. There's something that God wants to do in us and through us while we're waiting. So I want you to grab a pen and some paper. It's time to take some notes. It's time to not only Share your story with the world, but it's time to go to a new level in your relationship with God. Enjoy. All right, Kirsten. Well, welcome to the Christian Authors Network Author Spotlight and to Publishing Secrets. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much, Coach Tam, for having me. Yeah, this is going to be great. You know, we've had a great time just talking about your book and the journey that you've been on. And I just believe that somebody out there is going to be encouraged today by what you have written. So let's jump in and talk about your work, this devotional that's designed to encourage and inspire people. Before we got started, we were talking a little bit about the table of contents. And it struck me right away. I was like, there's something different about the table of contents for this book in comparison to the many that I've read. So Kirsten, why don't you introduce your book? Tell us about the title of the book and then walk us through kind of your thought process as you were putting together the table of contents. Sure, thanks. So my book is called Merciful Moments, a devotional journal for moving forward with grace each day. And it is a 27 devotional title. 
that has a scripture, devotional teaching, prayer, and an action step for the reader. And it's designed to really help you move from a place of feeling stuck and overwhelmed to moving forward each day with grace of a greater clarity and confidence. So that's the description for the book. And I really, when it came to picking the devotional topics, I really kind of was thinking about my own life and just how I oftentimes, you know, I want everything to be perfect and I I don't want to really make a lot of mistakes, but the devotions are really, I wanted them to be for the reader have an action um, to them. I wanted them to feel like after they read each devotional, you know, what can I do next to reinforce or implement the theme of the devotional? And so that was the premise behind the different topics. For example, I have a couple of different topics called uh, seek community or be kind to one another or continue to trust God. So there was an action behind it. And so the ideal behind that is really, so after the reader will read the devotional, they can say, okay, I'm empowered to have that next step. And they're simple and um, practical devotional topics, but that was the premise behind that, the table of contents. And I was intentional. Yeah. I didn't really want each topic to be labeled like day one or day two, because I wanted the reader to have freedom to, you know, mm-hmm. look at the topics, kind of scan whatever topics they may be going through that season and whatever resonated with them. And so that's why I left it open-ended and just had the topics for the table's contents. Hmm. And, you know, somebody is probably listening thinking, oh, thank God. <laughs> because one <laughs> of the things, truthfully, one of the things about devotionals, when they're designed that way, as great as it is to have, you know, day one, two, three, four, five, it also creates a little bit of pressure to stick to the plan and make sure that I stay on schedule and all of these things. And so you've really given the audience a gift here of the freedom to choose where they're going to start with your devotionals. Absolutely. That was exactly my intent to give them that freedom. I didn't want anybody to feel like, oh my gosh, I I missed day one. (laughs) You know, I'm going to like freak out because that's the purpose of receiving God's mercy greater is to give yourself that grace for yourself. So I wanted that to start while reading the book. I love that. You know, you talked about the structure of your book too, where there's an action each day. And you talked about how the table of contents, you wanted it to be action oriented. Talk to us, Kirsten, about why it's so important that there is action on our part. Right. I think that's a good question. I I think it's really important for us to have action is because a lot of times, you know, we'll say, okay, I received God's grace. I'm grateful for God's grace and mercy. And we may just be sitting back and thinking, okay, well, God's going to just take care of it all, which ultimately God can, but there's a responsibility on our part mm-hmm. to move forward and have an action step as well. So action is important because it also, it reminds us that, you know, we have a role to play in this as well, that God has empowered and equipped us mm-hmm. not only to receive God's grace and mercy, but there are things that we can do each day to remind us that a we're not alone, that God is with us, that God has not forsaken us. And so we have to be reminded that when we take action, when we move forward each day, that we are moving in faith as we take that action step. So that was really important for me to link not only us being encouraged by God's word and God's teaching, but to know that the next step is that God also empowers us to move forward each day. And there's many things that we can do to stay encouraged and stay empowered. Hmm. You know, that's so powerful, Kirsten, because I think our tendency is we want to solve the problem. So we think the action that we need to take is to help God out, which he does not need any help. 
He doesn't need us to brainstorm ideas or anything like that. But what you're saying is, hey, let God do his job. But you have a job in this process to intentionally keep yourself encouraged, right? Yes. To not allow your thoughts to get away from you or to allow the voice of the enemy to overshadow what you know to be God's truth. That The action that you should be taking is on you. Yes, I would agree. And I think when we move forward in faith and we take those actions step by step, it reminds us that we'll never have all of our ducks in a row. You know, there will never be the perfect scenario. And even when we're going through challenging seasons and difficulties, you know, I think oftentimes the first response is to shrink back. And I've done it as well to kind of retreat and say, okay, well, I know God, you're there. I don't really feel your presence. I'm just going to just like stay in my whatever situation or that state of despair or wallow. But there are many things that we can do in the midst of our circumstances that will continue to encourage and empower us as well. So that was a big premise of the book is to remind the reader that there are things that you can do each day that will not only encourage and empower you, but sustain you for the long haul. Mm. That's good. Cause we can't, speaking of not being able to control, we can't control how long we're going to be in this circumstance. Right. Nope. So <laughs> as much all. as we want to, we can't. Right? That's the hard part. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the hard part, but it will make it so much more bearable. And we may even find joy as we go through the process if we're taking these intentional steps that you're talking about. So this is so powerful. I also noticed as we're talking, Kirsten, as we're kind of reading through the book, that you were very intentional to talk about this in the term of each day. And I think that we can often want to like solve everything. Yes. <laughs> and plan way out, but you're you're saying no no no. Focus on today. Why is that such a important piece that you wanted to get across to the audience? Well, I think that that focusing on today and the presence is really important that I wanted to mention to the audience is because when we allow our mind to get consumed with all the things that we have to get done, it's overwhelming. We have all the just daily things that we have to get done, but then we have, we want to know, you know, what's going on tomorrow, two years from now, you know, two <laughs> months from now. And it's a way when we take the time to focus on today, it's a way to just relieve the pressure of ourselves of having to like carry all that weight mm-hmm. of wanting to know the outcome. Because I know in times for myself, when I've done that, it's just extremely burdensome. And so I really wanted to communicate to the reader the importance of let's begin to simplify our daily routine. And of course, a lot of times someone's thinking, I can't do that. I have all the things to get done, which is true. But when we step back and just focus on that day, we'll be able to like focus more on giving gratitude and focus more on, okay, what needs are being met for me this day, as opposed to, you know, what needs that I may not have tomorrow. So really just that moment by moment is, that's what I really want the reader just to be reminded of that. Just stay focused in the day that you have in front of you <laughs> because that's enough. <laughs> and so, and it will not only like help us to relinquish the pressure off of ourselves, but it'll also just help us to enjoy more the the beauty of each day. Because I think oftentimes we're so, you know, we're conditioned to be in a, the rat race of, you know, life and survival. And, and that's important as well, but it's more important that we are intentional about, receiving and 
enjoying the meaningful moments in our life. And we can't do that if we're always focused on what's going on tomorrow or worried about the next week. And so that was really the importance of just giving the reader permission to find the significance and enjoy the moments by moments of each day. And also just to be reminded that each day that God allows us to wake up, that God's mercies are new every morning and that we should really be intentional about enjoying those. So that was why it was important that I focus on the daily practices of receiving God's mercy. Mm -hmm. Don't try to look too far ahead. Just (laughs) focus on right now. We got the mercy and the grace for today. (laughs) It's because it becomes stressful. It becomes, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it can become burdensome when you're so focused on tomorrow. And it's important. Like, again, I I think there's nothing wrong with being goal oriented. You know, I'm the best of being goal oriented, but your mind is not able, you miss some things when you're Mm -hmm. focused so much on tomorrow, you know? And so that would be my encouragement to those who are listening and watching Mm -hmm. is just to step back for a minute and, you know, look around you, you know, look at the things that are going on today, who's important to you in your life. And, you know, what are you grateful for, for this day? And so I I think if you do that, you'll find that it will encourage you even as you move forward each day. Amen. Well, this is such a powerful devotional. I love the way that you've structured it. And I know that so many are going to have already been and (laughs) will continue to be blessed by this. Let's talk a little bit about the journey to getting it in print though, right? Every author (laughs) has their own journey. So sometimes I talk to people and it's a really quick process that they go through (laughs) and sometimes it takes a while. So what was the journey like for you, Kirsten? So my process of writing my book was not a quick process. I would say if I think about it, it's been about a two-year process for me to get to this point. Um, I've written devotionals for different publications uh, for the last two or three years. And I've enjoyed that. I'm encouraging women and the love of Jesus Christ. But I also had was writing some devotionals like on the side for myself, just to kind of encourage myself. And so Merciful Moments is a compilation of those devotionals that were first <laughs> written for me before even the, the reader. And so I think for me, this particular year, like kind of at the beginning of the year, I think it was January or February, I was just talking to a friend because every year I kept saying, I want to write a book. I kept saying that every year. <laughs> and my husband was asking me like, well, when's your book going to come out? <laughs> and so, and I found myself saying the same thing again at the top of the year this year. And one day, you know, I was talking to a friend and Lou was like, you know what, just share with her the book. And at this point I hadn't shared it with anyone, not even my, my husband yet, just because I was still kind of writing. And so I shared it with her in just kind of like a quick glance. And she was really, you know, super excited about it. She was encouraging. She made some like suggestions. And even at that point, I was super nervous. I was really nervous just to even move forward because it wasn't like, again, it wasn't perfect. I wanted to add some more devotionals. I felt like it wasn't long enough. I just kind of gave myself a list of all these reasons why it wasn't ready to move forward. (laughs) And so um, in that moment, God was like, you know what? You're just going to have to like just step out and move forward. It's never going to be perfect. Kind of what we talked about earlier. And so after I kind of got over that hurdle of like, okay, it's not going to be perfect. And I took it to an editor because I was advised that it was important to kind of get an editor to see it. Even though I'm an editor, <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to give anybody else my work because I knew they were going to like chop it up. <laughs> and 
so again, just like that process of letting go again, mm-hmm. that any type of feedback on the, the work itself was not a reflection of me personally. It was designed ultimately for, of course, the book to be the best that it could be for the reader. And so I took the book to a professional editor. And that was still another two-month process because there were multiple rounds of edits. And I was like, you know, I was like, during that process, I'm like, Lord, this is just taking too long. <laughs> I was getting frustrated <laughs> because I was like, you know what? This book is good. I don't need anybody else to worry it. You know, this is what I'm telling myself. But I went through the process. God was telling me, you know, this is part of the process too. You don't want to skip this part mm-hmm. and because you have your own, you know, motives or agenda. And mm-hmm. so... I did. I went through, I took it to a professional editor. It was the best decision. So I would encourage any, any of those who are aspiring authors or, you know, in the process of writing a book, I would highly encourage you to seek professional editing. You'll be glad that you did. It was, it's an investment, but it's something that I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. And then once it was edited, that was still another couple months because I did what's called hybrid publishing. So ultimately it was self-publishing, but I did get the assistance of an independent publisher to help, you know, with the layout of the book and you know, just kind of like the the cover design, things that I wasn't strong in. <laughs> and so that process took another two months as well. So it's been a journey, but I'm glad that at the top of the year, like I didn't tell myself again, you know, the list of reasons why this wasn't ready to move forward. And I just took, I did take that step and I'm glad I did. So it's been about a two-year process, but I'm glad that I stayed the course and I'm glad that I didn't let my pursuit of perfection and my fears, you know, totally just deter me even moving forward. Yeah, that's big. Somebody is probably being blessed by that right now. Don't, <laughs> let, don't let your desire for perfectionism stop you from moving forward because someone needs this message. And yes. uh, you've talked about, you know, just the natural things that have to happen in order to get a quality book out there. So we got to allow time for those things. We don't want to cut corners or rush that process because it can impact the quality of our book. So we have to factor that in. And so we definitely don't want to slow down the process any further because you already had to go through quite a bit. But to your point, God has just truly shown his favor. We were talking about how you've been able to increase your reach and get in front of some people that could really use this message. So talk to us a little bit about what you're up to now that the book has been published. Yes. So the book has been out since August. um, And so it's been a few months now. And I've really had an opportunity to, of course, share the book with, you know, those who have been impacted by it. But currently I'm I've been partnering with an organization called Beloved Women, and this is a Christian a nonprofit that, you know, provide Bible studies and Bible study videos for Christian women, like, worldwide. And so my book was selected to be a part of a five-week devotional series with Beloved Women. So those readers who, you know, participated in the series are now going through the book week by week. And there's a weekly video discussion. We selected like five devotional topics to do a a weekly devotional study on with the founder, Christina Patterson. And so that's been a real blessing just to, again, share the book with a different audience and a different reach. And it's just great to hear the feedback of how the book has blessed others um, as well. So I've kind of, I've been doing that. And of course, just doing a couple different vendor fairs and author fairs to get the book out. And my plan and my hope within the next two or three months is to do more like Bible study, or I don't want to say Bible study, more of a devotional series study 
toward the holidays in reference to receiving God's mercy. So that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to as well. And I also, you know, still have my blog that I write, um, encouraging devotionals as well. So one of the things that the Connect and Convert Challenge taught me is just the value of like courting my readers. So it's one thing to write a book as we talked about and publish it, but it's a whole nother thing to market it beyond like Coach Tam told me like once beyond like your supporters, those who are just going to buy them with them, then what next? And so just being creative of ways to market it to the specific ideal reader. It's been, it's been a very encouraging journey and I've learned a lot and I'm still learning a lot. So those are some things that I'm up to right now. And it sounds like, you know, having only been a couple of months in, it's still going really, really well. So congratulations on the opportunity to share uh, with beloved women. And we just wish that more opportunities will come your way. <laughs> Who knows? Someone may be listening to us that has an opportunity for you to explore. So we'll make sure that everyone has your contact information so that they can stay connected with you. So let's do that right now. Thank for you so those much. Who are listening. Yeah. Where can they go to stay up to date on what you are doing? Sure, great. Well, you, if you want to stay up to date with me, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Kirsten S. Maiden. I'm also on Pinterest at Kirsten S. Maiden and then on Facebook at Kirsten Maiden. And I also have my website, which is kirstenspeakshope.com. That's a blog where I write different devotionals as well. And you'll be able to stay connected with me on my website. Mm-hmm. So as you are listening or watching us, make sure that you head on over to Kirsten's website, follow her on social media so that you can see all the great things that God is doing in her and through her. Before we wrap up today, Kirsten, we, we have one more thing that we need to do. There are people that are listening to us right now, aspiring authors <laughs> who are going through that same process that you went through. And they need a little bit of encouragement to continue to move forward. Maybe they're even scared of sharing their book, uh, their manuscript with someone else who, yeah, we, we all wonder. They're going to tear it apart, right? <laughs> what, what word of advice would you share with that aspiring author that's listening to us today? Yeah, I would. So if you're an aspiring author, I would just encourage you to move forward each day. And celebrate the progress that God has given you because God has given you the vision for the book. And I just want to encourage you to not rush the process. And I want to encourage you first to continue to pray to God for the vision that God's given you and utilize whatever time you have each day to, you know, work a little bit on it each day. If you can, don't get caught up on, I don't have hours and hours of time because you probably will never have hours and hours of time. But, you know, take a little bit of time each day to continue to work on your craft and utilize the resources and support that is around you, because this journey is not just a solo journey. You're going to need the support of a lot of different people. And if you're not strong in a particular area, it's okay to, you know, invest that so that you can get what you need from those who are strong to make it come together. So I would just encourage you to start with one single step, continue to celebrate the progress that you made and realize that this journey of writing a book is not just about writing the book. It's about ultimately the message that you're going to have for your reader is going to live on long beyond the book's publishing. So just think of it as this is your message to the world 
that God has given you and that it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful, but you have to stay the course and just know that it's not a sprint. <laughs> it is a marathon and you'll be glad that you stayed the course. So don't give up, be encouraged and know that the message that God has given you to write, it will manifest in its due time. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.